So five years after his last project, Concord Levens, my guest today has finally released Project Enrichment. To talk about it today, my guest is Damien Bledsoe. Sup with it, a.k.a. Damien Damien, a.k.a. D. Bledsoe. If you know me, you probably call me DB. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Oh, man, I'm blessed, man. We made it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is, right? <laughs> yeah, straight up. That's what's up. So getting right into it, uh, with the intro itself, I mentioned it's been five years. This is going to sound like just a straight up job interview question, but what did you do in that gap? <laughs> um, so, yeah, on the job interview, the quick rundown, <laughs> I, uh, I got a college degree. I got a real estate license. I also got married and had another baby. So now I got a total of two, maybe more pending. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did a, those things and then a lot of cool shit. I can't curse, right? You can. It's good. <laughs> oh well, it's about to fucking go crazy on a Sunday. <laughs> I um, yeah, I just did a lot of cool shit that surrounded all of those accomplishments, and mm -hmm. uh, bam, that was the five years. That's dope. That's that actually, honestly, does sound like a really busy five years. <laughs> it was. I mean, shit is crazy. <laughs> Look back, but it was. <laughs> With, oh, and I, I wrote a book, too. I wrote and self-published a book. I forgot about that. That's oh, yeah. I did see it. that. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. What um, what ended up bringing you back to, to rapping, though? Uh, Kevin Allen. You, you guys can thank him for me uh, rapping again. Uh, I give him all the credit for, <laughs> for this. He just hit me one day and was like, uh, pull up to the studio. And I'm like, that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> not not really sure what I'm gonna do up there, but okay. <laughs> and yeah, that that uh that invite turned into me rapping on a song and I don't even remember what the first song was ever recorded. I'm I'm sure if I go back I can figure it out, but it was something that's on twice on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Grand National twice on Sunday, season one out right now. But uh <laughs> Yeah, that night I made something that ended up going on that project and they haven't been able to stop me since. <laughs> God bless you, baby. Uh, yeah. I have to get this. Yeah. That's, that's what, one of my accomplishments talking right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was dope, though. So, like, were you planning on returning back to rap, like, regardless, or was it just. Hell no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, my first time, I, well, I say my first time around, it, which sounds weird, but um, <laughs> before the, the hiatus, yeah. um, I was just doing a lot of things that weren't conducive to, uh, to my well-being, mm -hmm. just trying to chase the dream of becoming a career rapper. Like, I really was living as a rapper every single day, waking up on the grind, you know, the whole description It's a lot of people out there that, that can identify with that. But um, I just did a lot of things that weren't necessarily in my character trying to chase that dream. So I needed to take a step back to realize what was best for me and what my real objective was. Because, you know, sometimes when you go without certain resources or whatever, you pin everything on a dream and forget 
you know, again, what the, the, the real purpose was. So I had to find that again. Right. Like you had to, you had to figure out why you're doing it in the first place again. <laughs> yeah. Period. I mean, other than just loving to, to rap and, and write raps and, you know, be in the culture that raised me, um, you know, it, we all should still have a pointed reason for why we do what we do. There should always be a why. And I think the why was largely missing. So again, I had to, I had to step away. Mm-hmm. So you, you went in, you went and found that again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unintentionally again, I, I really didn't intend on, on rapping again, just because of how shook I was <laughs> on, on the, the things that, uh, that transpired. Right. You know, previously. So, yeah, no, nah, I, I, I had no intentions on rapping again. <laughs> so it's all Kevin's fault. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's all his fault. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no, nah, but it's a dope project, though. Like and all the everything that you've done, like as far as features from Grand National to um, the features on Kevin's project to um, really just everything else I heard, like on Mo's project and all that, like it's all been really solid, too. So <laughs> it sounds like you're comfortable and like you are enjoying it again <laughs> and what they say i'm in my bag god damn it i'm in my bag right now <laughs> that's, that's dope um with well just taking a step back i guess like what are some of your like what were some of your biggest influences originally when you started out rapping um so we'll you know, we can we can run that concurrently. Like none of my influences have changed really, mm-hmm. but um, from the start, I have an older brother, so he put me on to some music that was beyond my generation. But it did help shape me, like uh, the EPMDs, the the heavy Ds, um, Rakim. My brother had me like really in some serious hip hop. <laughs> driven cars <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah and it it was odd because i'm from richmond and my brother is from easter old school easter hill south side richmond and looking back he probably should have been listening to some things that were a little more local or a little more west coast but he wasn't but that helped to shape my musical identity and um yeah, so uh, me growing up and what I was listening to and how I ended up starting to rap, a lot of people would be like, oh, that's East Coast. Oh, you you rap East Coast. Oh, you listen to that East Coast. And it, it wasn't, again, a lot of, nothing in my life really is intentional. It was just a lot of happenings and, and <laughs> happenstance. And yeah, so I ended up becoming a fan of what I was because of exposure. And it wasn't a coincidence that that exposure kind of, help to impact how I would end up shaping myself as an artist. That's dope. So it's like a lot of the influence came mostly from, from these then. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. That. And I mean, um, even painting back to my childhood, uh, people like DLC and then later on, um, the, the whole death row movement and cash money really, uh, weighed on me heavily like you can still see that in a lot of my song lyrics i referenced the hot boys and, yeah. and juvenile like that was yeah that <laughs> that that kind of made me who i was for a <laughs> long time and still to this day i mean with this hot ass artwork like mm-hmm. cut hair daniel lint in the back like i'm i'm still 
I'm still on my hot boy shit. <laughs> I mean, hell, I mean, on this project, you referenced Wayne before Carter. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Juvia Mace. So <laughs> I see it. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what it is. No, really, that those. Uh, yeah. Early cash money was a big influence. Um, Rockefeller, for sure. Mm. Uh, I am the, the ultimate Jay fan. Um, but I've he separated himself from me a little bit. I'm not in that tax bracket, so I can't, <laughs> I can't all the way get jiggy with home anymore, but I still Just love the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have no idea what he's talking about sometimes. But <laughs> Just rich people problems, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get there. I'm, I, hey, that's the plan. <laughs> One day I'll be able to relate to you, Jay. <laughs> One day. Exactly. One day. That's hella funny. Um, so, with this project, the whole thing's produced by Basta, right? Yes, DJ Basta. That's dope. And I actually really do appreciate that because I think I mentioned it before, but whenever there's a project that's fully produced by a single producer, like it, for me, just feels more consistent. Yeah, and yeah. it usually ends up getting to be a better whole like end project. Right, right you guys probably worked a lot closer together than if people were just sending you beats and you're rapping on them. Yeah. It, um, I mean, it, it started obviously again with the whole grand national situation and, and being in close quarters and, um, his production on, on, uh, season one, but then further we did our seed seed 16. And, um, I, I believe that's four songs and, uh, but it, it went straight to Bandcamp, And so my thing is I need everybody to be able to have access when they search my name. If they search my name, I need them to be able to get it wherever they listen to music. So I'm like, okay, we're going to do the, the full thing so that the distros can have it. Um, but yeah, working with one producer, that's always been my preference on the projects that you can still find online. I think, um, I think all of them, with with the exception of one, which is under DB, is not even under D Bled. So, um, with the exception of that project, every project that I have is uh, is with one producer for the entirety of the situation. And um, yeah, uh, you know, I agree with you. It just it just works out more cohesively, in uh, my opinion. And again, it, it paints back to my origins, listening to these Manny Fresh projects or um for real do yeah i'm a i'm a big nerd as well so all the the neptunes produce projects i love that type of shit so that yeah i'm still on that wavelength Mm. it's just like you can't really or well you can but it's really hard to get that consistency consistency otherwise i feel oh yeah for sure i mean uh, there are some talented ears like kevin allen that can piece things together from other places and i've tried it and <laughs> that's just not my forte. Like if I get this sound from this one producer, I, I feel like it's almost a cheat code to be able to put those <laughs> together. You just got to move them in the right places and they end up working, but you have different sounds from other producers. It gets a little confusing. And I think that's what happened to me as an artist the first time around before the, the five year break too, is that creatively I was a little all over the place. I was willing to, try to make radio songs or mm. then go back to my comfort zone and making these super boom bap hip hop songs. And 
you know, whatever fan base I did have, they, they just didn't know what to expect. Like, is this the party guy or is this the rapping guy? Right. Yeah, that's definitely like that's a hard thing to balance. I feel for a lot of artists, so <laughs> they yeah, kind of get like that appeal either way. <clears throat> yeah, people want to know what box to put you in. Unfortunately, you know, and what playlist <laughs> to <laughs> to put you in. So. I understand that as a fan, I do the same thing. Like if I hear something odd from one of the artists that I expect to do something else, then it's a, it's a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely feel that. Uh, and we, we, you started to touch on the seed. Um, I was actually going to ask, like, was that intended to be on this album? But it sounds like it was <laughs> originally. Oh yeah. So all four songs. And again, I'm saying four and I may be speaking out of turn, it might've been five, but <laughs> um, every song that was on the, the C project made it on to Project Enrichment. Um, obviously the, the order is a little mixed up being we have 11 songs on, on Project Enrichment, but yeah, all of those songs ended up making it, um, some a little in a little longer form than what they were on on the C, but yeah, they, they were all incorporated into this project. Mm. And as far as the, I guess the title of the project goes like, what, what was kind of your inspiration for that? And like, what were we trying to achieve with it? I guess. Um, again, <laughs> it's just me and my randomness, honestly. Like, I wish I could give you this, this <laughs> nice in-depth answer, but I was just searching my brain for, for names. And I'm like, okay, this sounds really positive. <laughs> and, uh, it sounds different. We'll, we'll roll with this. But then as, um, Matter of fact, it was my son that helped me realize it. He was like, uh, Dad, are you saying enrichment or are you saying enrichment? And I'm <laughs> like, you have the sticker in front of you, fool. It's enrichment. <laughs> but it's cool that, you know, if somebody hears it, they might think that I'm saying, oh, no, I'll take that one too, baby. Thank you, wife. My sweet wife just brought me another coffee. <laughs> Thank oh, you, nice. dear, dear wife. You beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> Get to switch out my coffee cups, goddammit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if if you hear it or you say it and you either say enrichment or you say enrichment, it applies to me. So the double entendre, I'll take it. It works that's actually, out. That's actually something that I thought it like was intentional too. <laughs> like at least the rich part. <laughs> but. Telling you, bro. The, the more you, the more you stick around and fuck with DB, you will find out that not a lot of things are intentional. It's just divine. They, they just, it just works out that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whether you, whether you expect it or not, it's a message. <laughs> nope, exactly. Just like me rapping again. You didn't think this was gonna happen. Here I go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, getting into like the project proper though um so start off with cranberry vodka yeah now to me that just kind of sounds like a quick like i guess a rundown of what's been going on and like just kind of reminding people of you and like your rhyming style yeah but um i don't know if there's more to it than that um yeah with that song well, first of all, when I recorded it, I didn't know it was going to be the first song on the project. 
So mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily an intentional update, um, but it does give context to who I am, where I come from, and uh, yeah, and again, to how I rap. But um, really the inspiration behind that was, uh, I, I believe his name is Bubba Wallace, but when he had, they had found the, the noose hanging up in the, the NASCAR garage, um, I was like, man, this is really symbolic. I'm like, this is really fucked up that they would do that to somebody. Yeah. And uh, so that bar at the end of the song actually came first. And I was just thinking about how normalized a lot of fucked up shit has become. So that's why, like, to me, that that last line of the song, hanging with my niggas, yeah, nooses on a NASCAR, is really, like, obscene. And I almost cringe a little bit when I hear it. But I know that when I said it, how I meant it was that a lot of the things that we do within this culture, like I said, that are normalized, are not necessarily cool things but we do and say them anyway and um so yeah I, I just thought that that current event was perfect to depict that as well like the uh just the the irony in hanging with my niggas nooses on a nascar again it's an uncomfortable line but it, it just again talks to how my how my brain processes all these these things that happen in our world that really don't make any sense, but mm -hmm. hopefully somebody can make sense of them through my lyrics. Yeah, and like um, you mentioning that it's kind of been normalized, like certain things, like that, because that was like one that was really like the last line on the track, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, because the way it like kind of fades out, like. If you don't, if you're not really paying attention, you just it just slip right by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that really just plays into like how it's just okay. That's just the thing that happens now, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, if you you know if you listen to the song more than once and you hear it back, and then you're you're kind of like, damn, wait, why the hell did he just say that? <laughs> so yeah, yeah just little, I just try to give those little jabs in there every every now and then so that. <laughs> You know, on a second, third listen, you're like, "Oh, damn! Wait a minute, that really meant something else." <laughs> and um, yeah, no, like I didn't even like pick up on like that recent event. I just thought it was like NASCAR and nooses. I'm like, okay, well, NASCAR is primarily yeah. like a a non or like a white thing, <laughs> so it's like, I okay, it, yeah, is mad Confederate flagish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't know, but yeah, that that event that that sparked off that song. Um, but like you said, um, it does give context to where I come from, and again, who it is that you're listening to. And um, I've, I've shot a video for that song just a couple weeks ago, and we'll put it out in a in a couple weeks. Um, but I shot a video in the backyard of a friend's house in Richmond that. Um, I used, I went to his house every day for at least like a year and a half and recorded songs. So like I have other songs where I mentioned this guy's house. I made a hundred songs on seventh street. Um, but everything on this project has just been like a homage to the people that have helped me along the way to either start out where I was or get back to where I am now. And, um, so everything just connects. And the more we talk about these songs, I'll, <laughs> I'll explain that more. But yeah, um, 
doing that video in his backyard meant a lot to me because I was talking about Richmond and, and our experiences within the city. And so being able to bring it back there to this place where I spent so much time working on my craft meant a lot. That's dope. <laughs> um, and also I forgot to ask earlier, I guess, but um, this whole project was pretty much just recorded in like the last year or so. Right. Like um, yeah. when, when, uh, Grand National started like their original recording sessions and all that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the oldest song on there is probably Educated Dope. Mm. Um that yeah, that that might be that one in and Juvie and Mace. Those are the, those are two of the the oldest songs that may have been recorded when we were actually making uh Twice on Sunday. Mm. Um but yeah, everything is is in this time. It's all new, new material. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, and then we just go into the seed sixteen. So, what made you decide to like split it all up? Well, I guess other than the beat switches. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that uh, because I wanted to make them separate songs, but also just the flow of things. So, um, uh, yeah, they they had to be separated. But this song. It, it was just so exciting to me. Um, first off, to to be able to forecast and speak some things to into existence <laughs> was really cool. So, like, my favorite line, and I know you got your notes, but I'm going to tell you mine before you get there. Uh, I'm going to be the first rapper from Richmond with a for real beat. That, that's, that sums it up. Again, like, um, some of these personal heroes of mine, um, I would just that that would be a dream to to work with some of these people. But um, bigger than that, I just want to show people the the power of words and prophecy. Like if you put it in the air, you're giving it a real chance to happen. Um, yeah, you're manifesting it. <laughs> manifesting is real. Like years ago, um, I I'd rap something about. Um, uh, oh, it was on the intro song from Diamonds and Drugs, me and Kev, our project. <laughs> and I uh, I say that I, I want to add in May's complex. Maybe about a year or two later, I got contacted to do an interview for complex for the website, for the music section. And so, again, like <laughs> you never know how this shit will come back. But if you manifest it, it, it does. And so me putting... <laughs> getting a for real beat into that song <laughs> was really special to me because I know how real it can be. Oh yeah, definitely. I actually really did like that line too. Mostly be, like the Pharrell beat and then Contra Costa CC. <laughs> like, yeah, just, feel me? <laughs> <laughs> it just all flows so well right there. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a fun song. The video was super fun too. Uh, Noble came through with that. Mm -hmm. the, it was like a, a tropical storm that day. So it felt like Miami and it looked like Miami. Like, that, yeah, that, that song is just, it's, it signifies fun to me. Like, I just had a hell of a good time making this, the song and the video. Yeah, like when I, I remember when I saw the video back when it came out, like, I thought I was like, where, where are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why is it like so, like, everything was so bright and like, exciting but like it didn't really feel like that like in this area at that time right right so it was, yeah, it was just, a trip 
just for that window of time in in Jack London Square, <laughs> Oakland, California. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that goes right into uh, Juvie and Mace. Yeah. Um, and I did my notes on it. Is just like it just sounds like you're just running through your inspirations on this track. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember my lyrics on this. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Displayed in the museum like a beautiful vase displayed in the museum. No money to pay the entrance fee, but now you see him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that, that song is dope. Me and Deuce, we showed up early for a lot of sessions, and it was just me, him, and SK in the studio. Mm-hmm. So there are multiple songs where me and Deuce probably could have put out this whole project, but he just <laughs> did e sure, so he didn't need another right. grouping. But me and Deuce, we were very punctual to the to the um, excuse me to the sessions, and um, yeah, that's how this song came about, and yeah that's me and him we really jive on the on that end we just straight write bars and we write them quick and love to keep going like me and him can record forever and this was one of those songs and it just happened to come out dope as it did um but yeah we it was just us getting to it (laughs) (laughs) nobody yeah it's dope because that's actually hella funny like when i had um when I had him on for the East Shore project, like <laughs> it just sounded like Deuce was already always there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's just always there, always writing, always recording. <laughs> yep, yep. That's him. <laughs> and that's the you know again like that's the reason this Grand National situation works out so so well is because there are a lot of commonalities that uh, can accentuate our differences, but. Mm. Um, yeah, having a work ethic like that, like that, that touched me right here. I was like, okay, for sure, we rocking. <laughs> it makes you want to at least match it, huh? <laughs> oh hell yeah, for sure. Because again, I'm a I'm a studio rat too. Like I'm not going to be in there just getting inebriated and talking a bunch of shit. I'm getting in there. I'm trying to work. So yep. yeah, for sure. I'm here on time, early, every time. <laughs> That's cool. Like. As like, I feel like everyone that I've had on who's like been talking about the Grand National Sessions is always like, it's always like, it's like a friendly competition sort of thing. Like you guys all bring the best out of each other. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> for sure. Like um, uh, we'll get to the song, but like on Educated Dope when Passwords did that, that verse, <laughs> the whole studio after we started cheering, it went <laughs> quiet because it's like, damn, what we next <laughs> yeah <but laughs> how do you follow that up this? yeah no but it, that uh, uh a common commonly used uh term with us is iron sharp sharpens iron and uh is very true like mm. for the whole crew every time we get in there yeah that that friendly competition pushes each other to make the best output and it, in my estimation this shit keeps coming out dope so <laughs> That's for sure. It, it definitely does. <laughs> um, and then, so next up, we are like continuing on the seed. Like I think this is the last one until the very end. But um, now we got Autumn Mars and the Apocalypse. And to me, it really just sounded like 
you're kind of bringing up like spending habits and yeah. like, more just kind of questioning like where people are putting their time and money into. Yeah, yeah. Um, was uh, was largely unspoken about, unfortunately, in this culture is uh, financial literacy and um, responsibility. And I know I lack that a lot in my younger life, and I'm still trying to correct a lot of these these fucked up habits. Um, but yeah, that is that is that song talks explicitly to that. Um, just again, not trying to be preachy, but so that we are more aware of the things we do and why they do them. I have a teenage son, so I have to remind him all the time, you know, to be aware of your motivations and, you know what's behind your actions. And so again, this song is just a little bit of a, a call to notice, like mm -hmm. just be aware. So you don't always have to just go and get all like the flashy things, like keep in mind, like what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, we don't need to do any of this shit as far as what we spend money on and the consumerism. Um, but I understand it because it is interwoven within the culture and everything, but we just have to be mindful of it, be more aware and be responsible. And again, I'm, I just try to give doses of these things without being preachy because nobody wants to be told what to do. But again, after, after a few listens and, and over time, hopefully people start to hear a little bit of the education that's in there, you know, and, that's that's my hopes. This song is is dope too because Basta actually gave the beat to me and Mo Green, and so uh, Mo it hit me to to come to his session, and so he, I hear the beat and I'm like I'm not gonna say anything, I'm I'm not gonna say nothing. He went in and he does his verse, he does a whole hook, and then he comes out. I'm like man, that was dope as fuck. You know that's my beat though, right? <laughs> and Kevin Basta like oh why'd you let I'm like, it doesn't matter. We're both going to use this song. <laughs> so that's why the song cuts off abruptly after uh, just when you thought it was safe. Yeah. Mo has a whole verse and a hook at the end of the song. One day he'll put it out so you guys can hear the rest of it. It probably won't even be called Audemars in the Apocalypse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hopefully he doesn't cut me off of the song. <laughs> I know. I was wondering why it just, I was, I was like, it features Mo Green. I'm like, I only hear him on the end. What happened? Yep. That's it. That's all y'all get. <laughs> That's hella funny. The rest is his. <laughs> Shoot, we well, we might get it eventually. We'll find out, yeah, I guess. <laughs> maybe you 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 just might, or you might not. <laughs> <laughs> it's always up in the air with these sorts of tracks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but um, what you were saying about like the bits of knowledge and like the education in it. Like I definitely feel that because <clears throat> like, well, also thank you for letting me get a early listen to it. But like when I, cause I was listening to it, I'm like, cool. Like I'll just be driving and like, you know, you just space out when you drive and then you like yeah. click back and you're like, wait, he said this. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, you, I definitely feel that just like having sat with it for a little bit longer. <laughs> Yeah, that, and again, that's that's purposefully done because we just dropped on Friday and it's Sunday and already, you know, 
people's interests are like, oh, okay, that's cool. But all right, well, so <laughs> that's why I have like multiple videos and I have all this other stuff. I got the auction, I have the, the merch, I got all this other stuff to keep the interest there. But not only that, in within the music and the bars is like, it's not just surface. Like on the second or third listen, you will find other things within these, these lines and hopefully that light bulb goes off and you're like, Oh shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. Like I was telling my, uh, I was telling my girlfriend, like, honestly, it's, it was so hard. Like, cause I had, like you sent it to me almost two weeks ago now. Like yeah. it was so hard for me to not listen to it and actually listen to the projects <laughs> that I was supposed to be reviewing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, I just kept wanting to go back to it just cause it flowed so well. <laughs> like, Appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, like, when I sent it to you originally, that's when I stopped listening to it. And I was like, I'm not going to listen again until the, the release. And then when I did, it was hella funny. I, I was um, in the car with my daughter, two-year-old daughter. She's in the back seat, And then she hears Seed 16. Ah, she loves the video. So that that made it all worth it for me. When, when she got excited about my music, I'm like, oh, shit, this is... This this isn't Disney Junior. This <laughs> <laughs> this isn't uh, Disney Radio, Radio Disney. Right. I was like, I made it. My baby loves this. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can only imagine how that feels. Like that's crazy. <laughs> that's pretty special. <clears throat> that actually reminds me, like when I was listening to, or when I was getting ready to review Kevin's project, like I had my uh, my sister in the car, and like. She's 11, and there was yeah. like that one bar where he was like, um, they put two on 10, but no love for 12, though. Yeah. And she's like, but why? What's wrong with 12? She's <laughs> like, like, let me explain that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny, like, how, like, th- like, people who aren't, like, I guess, well versed <laughs> in the culture and what's going on, like, there's like, they pick up on those little things. <laughs> Yeah, but it, again, that still catches them, and it, that's the bar work right there. Like, yeah. you don't have to know what 12 is to know what 10 plus 2 is, and so then you're intrigued. You're like, why is this guy doing this math problem? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into the rest of it, um, you did mention the the auction that you're doing. Yes. Uh, did you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, just right quick, uh, the Project Enrichment Capsule. Um, I have an auction going on eBay right now, and I'll keep the auction going until all of the items are gone. Uh, So it's a process. But um, I thrifted for about 30 different uh, pieces of denim and leather, had uh, everybody involved on the project autograph each piece and, uh, you know, throw their little customization on it. And uh, yeah, and it turned into a capsule of one of one pieces. And so now we have it up for auction on eBay and um, a portion of the proceeds are going to the Hidden Genius Project out here in Oakland. Um, they really do a lot of good work with the, the youth here in terms of teaching them uh, different areas um, like STEM and tech. So, um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We have that connected. That's cool. <laughs> um, I guess getting back into it. Uh, 24 to 20 flow. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, it just it just sounds like futuristic flow shit. <laughs> Shout out Black Achilles. He uh he really made this track 
like obviously the 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 title name the title of the track is in his verse um and you know it was a little strange like at first i was like i maybe i should put out a video that's just me since this is my project first mm. but the video was so fire that adam did and black achilles is like one of my favorite rappers instantly i had just met him in the in the midst of this grand national thing oh, okay but since then like me and him, we we have a whole project worth of songs uh, <laughs> hidden somewhere. This, <laughs> but it, it, he is like he is definitely one of my favorite rappers for sure. Like not even just Bay Area, Oakland. Like this, what what I told my wife about Black Achilles. This is one rapper that I know for sure reads more books than I do, and I love it. <laughs> Like I've I've been heavy in the reading over my my break over my hiatus of the five years away I've I've read countless books and I really pride myself on that, but rapping with that guy I was like oh shit I got more work to do. <laughs> so yeah, this, this song is really special. That's funny, um, and like at first I was trying to figure out like what the like pushing 400 years forward, like was meant to be. Yeah. Like, is, do you like, was it meant to just be like an arbitrary number or like, was it on intentional? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, it was, it was very intentional. And, uh, I, I wish he could <laughs> be on here with us to explain all the intent because I'm still doing research on his verse to this day <laughs> on his verses like on some real shit. So I'm not even going to try to decode his verse for you. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. um, but again, you know, people like that, they keep pushing me. Like you said, just a minute ago, that, that friendly competition is even more, that's like a, a intellectual competition with him. It's like, damn, if he could put all that into bars and make it sound good. Like it's not, it's not this, this overbearing backpack shit that we're, nobody else can understand. Right. He'll put it in the midst of some Bay Area shit, and it just is very palatable. And, yeah, man, I can't say enough about it, Black Achilles, but I rapped <laughs> on that motherfucker, too. <laughs> I also, like, with your verse, though, I did, I did really like that uh, Get Out line. That's always just hella funny to me. <laughs> Oh yeah, like um, any reference to get out is just funny. <laughs> yeah, it it it, <laughs> it is, but uh, it was a point of contention for me for sure because of uh, my uh, my union. I've I've heard a lot of sneak jabs and people want to say what they want to say, not not understanding who I am first as a person, but then understanding what this is all about. So that's why I had to spell it out in the song. Um, Love is love. Like, you know, I <laughs> the 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 get out jokes and all this other shit. Okay, you can say all that, but <laughs> honestly, like no one has come to me directly with any disrespect, which I I pride myself on that I always carry myself with respect. So people don't come directly with those shots at me. Mm -hmm. But I hear it and I see it. So I do want to address it so people can get these notions out of their heads about people involved in these type of relationships. Like, bro, what are you, what are you worried about what's going on in my house for? Right. <laughs> like, worry, worry about your shit. But if you, if you really want to know, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and 
It's like this is my business, but here, like, if you really need <laughs> some info, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, again, um, you ain't got to wash my dishes. You ain't got to take my drugs. <laughs> like everything that happens in your household is personal to you. Mm-hmm. Same thing in mine, and uh, yeah, that's that's where those lines came from. But um, yeah, that that whole song again, and the whole verse, my my verse. Um, again that I'll I'll speak on <laughs> um it was it was just really pointed and thank you again to Black Achilles Mikey you you brought that shit out of me uh to be able to say that but even the first line uh I get nervous I don't want to say too much too fast too much too soon whatever the fuck I say <laughs> but that's um again like we were talking about i don't ever want to be too preachy i don't want to come off as if i'm holier than thou or no no more than any you know anyone else i just may have stumbled upon some information that i want to share so i don't want to do too much too fast i don't want to just come Mm -hmm. at you hey hey you need to do this you're not living right no no (laughs) i'm like keep sweat i want to make it last No, that makes sense though. <laughs> like you don't want to, you don't want to overwhelm people. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. And I'm already giving them rap after rap after rap. So, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want to do too much. Yeah, because it's like we were talking about earlier. Like it's not like it will always click right away too. So it's like if you have too many bars like that, people will be like, "Ooh, yeah, this like, is that smart rap." <laughs> exactly. People don't. You know, the the unfortunate thing, but we, again, as fans and as analysts of the music, um, you look at things like that. Like, if you say too many things that make people think too hard, <laughs> they, they get turned off fast. So our yeah. attention goes elsewhere. I don't want to have to necessarily study to listen to an album. Right. Like, again, that's why, that's why I fuck with Black Achilles. He gives you the lesson, but then... He turns the ratchet back on for you. <laughs> it's an easy switch for him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and we got um, Nautica Full Gospel. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> that track just straight up sounds like a, a crew cut where y'all just talking your shit. <laughs> hey, hey, you said it perfectly. Um <laughs> Oh man, Kale set that off obviously with the the hook, and he is a genius for that. And <laughs> Jane just lit the song up like <laughs> she put the spark on it. She she brightened that that whole situation up. Um, but Troy LF and Cliff Solo and Jizzle McFly, like bringing them within the fold, was really important to me because these are all people that I've been grinding beside. Mm-hmm. you know, previous to me taking a taking a step back. Um, and just being a fan of their work ethic and their music, like I had to include them within this. So you may not see them on other grand national projects, but um yeah, that's that's my thing. I'm I'm all about the inclusion of the dope. <laughs> like, if if you got it and and we have a relationship of some sort, then you know then we can make it happen. If I, even if I don't know you like that, like I've never made a song with, um, with Cliff Solo prior to this and maybe not even Troy. I might have a song with Troy somewhere, but I'm not sure. But um, 
I have stuff with Jizzle in the past. We we have a catalog together. But um, yeah, just involving people that I have respect for is big for me if I can make it happen. So yeah, I, I reached out to a few people, but on this one specifically, those two guys, they made a special for me. And this whole song, like it, I wanted to have like 10 people on the song. I wanted it to be like damn near like a 10 minute song, but it worked out how it did and it still came out dope. Yeah, no, I could definitely see this being like one of those, like like you said, like a 10 minute song where you just have everyone on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's that sort of beat too. <laughs> right. It sounds like waves. So like, you know how you sit at a beach and get hypnotized sometimes by the rain, by the waves coming in. No wave is the same as the, the last. But at the same time, you're just sitting there in trance <laughs> by it like, damn, huh? this is cool. I like this. Yeah. And that's how that's, that beat and the song just went for me. I was like, man, we can go forever with this. That's dope. And honestly, like <clears throat> the way you kicked off with Jane was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting right into it then. Yes. And her rapping too. Like a lot of people that know her would just assume, you know, when you see that name that we're going to get a, a, a singing hook or something. Right. Or go, here's that, here's that song. But she got rocking the mic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like it was definitely unexpected when I saw the track list originally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> this is dope. Yeah, hell yeah. And um, her and I go back to like, man. Uh, <laughs> it, again, all these pieces is just so special because of how they they fit together. But um, yeah, her and I we we have an extensive history before both of our name changes and just all this shit like it, it, it's just special the way all of these these songs came together but um this one is is no different it, it just really came together organically and it sounds sounds dope yeah <laughs> um as far as the title of it goes uh where'd that come from uh that was another bit of randomness you know what i'm saying to keep with the theme i um Again, the water made me think of nautical, and um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I've I've been buying and wearing a lot of nautica lately. Uh, I always like to be a little contrary to what the style is or whatever, so that nobody's really fucking with nautica right now. Let me let me infuse that. But um, the full gospel was just because it was a plethora of people on the the song. So yeah, mm -hmm. nautica full full gospel. For sure. No, I just assumed that it had something to do with like a nautica jacket too. <laughs> oh yeah, damn near a hoodie. But <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, then we got no nemesis with Monty. Yeah, I just buddy. I love that bar. I'm stupid proper with penmanship. <laughs> like it's just like it's hella funny because it's like. The way it's said is like that's not proper, but it it still yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like wait a minute, what? How'd you say that again? More randomness from DB, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That honestly, I wish I could I could give you more behind that, but it it was really just an un, unintentionally fly bar <laughs> that uh, that worked, but um is applicable to Monty Draper and like he is the rapper's rapper mm -hmm. <laughs> in, in my estimation like all that good shit that I could say about Mikey Black Achilles 
Um, same thing goes for Monty Draper. Like he he is definitely on the same wavelength. He reads just as many of as if not more books than I do. And I love talking to the guy. He called me yesterday. Oh, bro, I just wanted to tap in. I just wanted to see how you feeling after the drop, man. This shit sounds true. We're on the phone, like, maybe, like, 10 minutes, but I get off the phone, like, fucking cheesing and blushing, like. <laughs> that, that's what Monty does. He's he's that guy. He's he's the, the connect, for sure. But um, as far as raps go, like, I'm always trying to get Monty to rap because he always raps some thoughtful shit that um, you just – Again, I, as a rapper, I would never think to say the things that he does. And I just respect him as a person, but as a rapper, hella much. Like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Can we do a whole separate show on Monty Draper bars? <laughs> 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 no. Um, but yeah, for this one, too, just to connect um, to how I was telling you, everything is it's hella cool how things came together, but also the the history behind them. So we shot a video for No Nemesis as well, but we shot the video in the store of a childhood friend of mine. Um, so a friend of mine opened a, a shoe store and a luggage store in the Pleasanton Mall. Um, and he allowed us to shoot the video inside of his store. Uh, but furthermore, on the song, the sample is from Johnny Cash, who mm -hmm. me and the owner of the store played basketball with at the Elsa Barney Boys Club and through <laughs> through junior high and high school. Um, so, again, all these things just connect in a weird way, but they they really did happen. And a lot of it was unintentional, but it's a story behind all this shit. That's dope. It's great. It's crazy how things work out like that, too. Like the connections and like things that happened years ago, like they still like you bring them up or you're able to continue on with certain things like that. Exactly. Um, big shout out to to Johnny Cash, the fast gunner, Johnny Castaneda, um, you know, T.I.P., Thiz and Peace. Um, you, your memory lives on forever. That was a, another big influence of mine when I was still playing basketball and, and just writing raps and not really taking it that serious johnny cash was out here killing it um and he is by far one of my favorite rappers from the bay area not just richmond but from the bay area and uh wish he could have you know gone on to to show more of how talented and how skilled he was but um being able to, to put that sample on the song just meant a lot to me and again connecting that by shooting the video in uh in my friend Rashad's store that yeah it put it all together that's dope um with that track though like what are you uh, what are you trying to get across i guess um that we are all just our our biggest threats like mm -hmm. i i hate how rappers always want to talk about their haters or like people that that aren't messing with them or or people that are sleeping on them like who cares like you're <laughs> you're your biggest threat you're your biggest nemesis you have no nemesis besides being your own nemesis that's it because people really don't care that much <laughs> to to give you that type of time like people might say something fleeting on the internet on social media but that took them half of a second to write. Like people really don't care that much about other people to 
quote unquote hate. So we just got to get out of our own way. And that's what that that hook was talking to. Um, but on top of that, again, just creating that awareness that we're really rapping over here. Like this this whole grand national thing. We we are stupid proper with that penmanship, man. <laughs> we rapping. I also picked up like with the uh, uh, you being your own biggest enemy, like kind of like your like do you mean like you're more your um your own biggest critic or like the things that you do are like or oh. think things that can uh, hold you back. Yeah, I definitely know people that aren't their biggest critic. But <laughs> uh, no, yeah, the, the things that you do can hold you back. You are your greatest nemesis. Like, you know, spending an unnecessary time worrying about what other people are saying or doing or, um, you know, self-doubt, just anything. We're all our, our own biggest enemy. Again, there's there's not a lot of people, unless you've done some something to cause <laughs> <laughs> some reciprocal funk then you know more times than not is is you that is standing in your own way and that's how that got inf infused into those bars uh, I see. that's dope because <laughs> the message across across pretty well then <laughs> appreciate it appreciate it um let me go into uh well big with cham green hell yeah um, and i feel like the um the last line of your verse probably explains it the best. Always plan to do it big. Well, <laughs> yeah, period. that is, that has always been the plan from the beginning, but God, man, now that we we're running down these songs and the features and shit, like it's just really cool. The relationships that got built in this whole time, creating not only project enrichment, but again, all the other grand national projects, uh, champ green, has become one of my best friends. And I don't even know if he knows it or not, but like, God, I, Champ is a walking bar. Like if you get to spend an hour, just an hour with Champ, your life will be changed for the better. <laughs> like, <laughs> God, yeah, it's, man, that's what I'm saying. Like, again, running down these songs and just thinking about these individuals is, is hella special. Like, there's nobody like Champ Green, but that's evident when you hear his bars too. Yeah. Um, a, you know, a lot of times you may not even know what the hell Champ is talking about, but it sounds great. And then you end up piecing it together like, oh, wait a minute. He is just really a walking Oakland thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he speaks that Oakland etiquette perfectly. And not even that, just like, I, I want to pinpoint it to the Bay Area, but it's not even that. It's just bigger than that. He speaks in a language that only only few know, but everybody can feel. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. God, Chef Green. <laughs> he just seems like a real fun dude anyways. Like, on Instagram, like, every video of his, I'm just like, yo, you, you funny. <laughs> But you're also like spitting spin truth. <laughs> somebody just cash at me yesterday because of him. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, in, the words of, in the words of uh, a champ green, cash app. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you. All right. <laughs> <Hey>. Cool. <laughs> no, yeah, but um, this song is, is uh, it, it, this was really just more of a hard rap song. Like, And me and champ as well, we have a lot of songs like this where... It's just me and him primarily in the studio. 
and mm-hmm. we're just rapping. Like I was saying the, the, about Deuce and how he's always showing up, Champ is the same way. Mm-hmm. Always on time, always ready to rap, always writing to a song. Even if the song isn't for us, we're sitting there rapping or sitting there writing to it. And um, But not only that, like, he, you know, Champ is very accommodating. So if he sees there isn't any alcohol flowing in the studio, I'm about to go get a bottle, bud. He <laughs> sees there's, there's no food in there. Oh, y'all want something to eat? I'm about to order, blah, 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 blah. He got his face on the side of some food product, man. Food is a big deal. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, always plan to do it big. Uh, that, that's very apt for the people on this track and uh, just uh, for our approach in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't have plans to do it big, <laughs> you probably should. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I also like how um like he like Champ ended the track and then Educated Dope starts off with him. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, that flowed real good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Again, um the 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 well big is more of a uh, a serious a more serious tone, a little bit darker. Um and that's not necessarily Champ's personality. So, but he rapped so well that I had to include this song, but then I had to follow it up with what we all know and love Champ for. Yeah. So let him just come right back in talking that shit and, and then here we go. And uh, with Educated Dope, it really just does sound like another like sort of crew cut. Yeah, yeah. That So that was actually um, one of the few that didn't make Twice on Sunday mm. um, just because of flow purposes. Yeah. Um, but it definitely belonged in the same vein. Um, and that was one of the first songs that Passwords um, recorded with us. And yeah, that, that one definitely had to see the light of day because he killed, he just totally killed it. Um, obviously, Kev is always rapping his ass off. And um, <laughs> man, it's, a, it's another one of those crew cuts that, uh, that was just... It again. It had to see the light of day. It had to. Show, and like it. It to me, like at least tying the title into the track. It sounds like everyone's just trying to spit game and and teach in one way or another. Yeah, um, honestly, that one was just one of those nights where people were rapping bars, and mm-hmm. <laughs> so like uh, the order in which we rapped and everything was different. So I had to go back in and, and arrange the song where I thought pieces fit. But um, yeah, Champ said the said the title of the the track in the song, um, and it just stuck. And I, I think it again explains what we're we're selling here is that educated dope. Like we're not we're not selling you a book. We're selling you rap albums. But at the same time, there is some knowledge, a whole lot of knowledge, you know, behind these bars. So that's educated dope. That's awesome. Like that. That's like kind of what I picked up from it too. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not necessarily like there's a lesson to teach, but it's like just those little like tidbits of knowledge, like that you're just trying yeah. to like throw out there and like have people pick up on whenever they yeah. they pick it up. <laughs> and yeah, and and still at the same time, the emphasis is that we're rapping over here. Like we are rapping, and there is substance in the bars, but just know that 
the bars are are coming rapidly for sure. <laughs> uh, and then we get um, no, but passwords versus dope for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, let me not let me well, not skip over that. Yeah, because no. <laughs> like I remember like um, you you had tweeted about it like. <laughs> his ver- like you were just waiting for people to hear that verse yeah. and man <laughs> yeah like because if you just listen to it like without paying attention like you'll, you'll just skip right over it right but when you stop and actually listen to it and like or read the lyrics to it like <laughs> there's stuff in there <laughs> yeah oh for sure like that yeah his whole verse is crazy shouts out to passwords like another special person that I bonded with um, in this process and I'm a super big fan of everything that he does. Um, you'll hear on my very next project, how I incorporate him a little more, but he's got a project coming out his first solo, which is crazy. Um, but his first solo is coming out and yeah, passwords. Is, he's a, he's a real rapper, man. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. He, he's a real rapper. What else can you say about that? Right. Like I don't, even, I don't even have to hype him up. It's passwords. <laughs> his uh, his words speak for themselves. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> um, then we got wolves in the winter. Um, I actually don't have any notes on this track. But <laughs> don't even trip. I got you. <laughs> So the day that um, that Mo Green did his version of Audemars and the Apocalypse, mm-hmm. um, Basta also played this beat. And I don't even think we really had time to do another song, but we said, SK, please make time for us to do this song. And um, I kind of just took over ownership over it because it wasn't even my session. It was Mo Green's session. But I'm like, but this is my song. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> but... Um, uh, Respiration, uh, Black Star Respiration is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, I even did a freestyle over it some years back. It's floating somewhere in the in the interwebs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I repurposed the hook um, that they did on that song for this. So much on my mind that I can't recline. Um, but uh, again, Mo Green, me and him go way back. Like he always says, uh, we were we were outside. <laughs> when a lot of people weren't and uh that that just meaning like back 2010 ish 11 12 um we were we were out doing the the whole bay area rap grind and mo had way more success than i did mm-hmm. uh, but mo green is one of those people like i i had an internet radio show in Vallejo where mo is from uh gc radio with uh, my boy lathan Mm. um back then and that's how i met a lot of these people as well um but since then me and me and mo have rocked together we have songs together um and yeah to say i'm a i'm a fan of mo greens is an understatement again because it's something more personal there now um yeah so again this this song just made the most sense and to me this is more or less the last song on the track I mean, on the project, uh, because the last one, I don't count, given it's my son. (laughs) But uh, yeah, this was just really special to have that moment with Mo Green. And like I said, being a fan of his and being able to have this working relationship with him like this is super special to me. It's it's an honor. So to 
trade bars and him to finish my verse and me to finish his verse. I'm a kid in the candy store. Again, with all these these different rappers, it's, it's really just more of an honor for me. And this song was really that. So talking about wolves in the winter and, and again, that's just speaking to the grand national situation. And um, again, how privileged I am that these these guys brought me back in the fold. Like I was I was selling houses and being a family guy. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're back as a rapper with all those exactly. other things too. <laughs> exactly. Like them letting me rap with them is a is an honor. So Wolves in the Winter, man. I also thought like the uh, Wolves in the Winter bit like tied into like because then didn't the original Grand Nationals uh, sessions start like right around wintertime anyways? Look at you. You connecting dots that I didn't connect. <laughs> Hell yeah, they did. <laughs> and, it, you know, uh, I didn't really have a release date when I made that song. When we recorded the song, I didn't even know that it was going to be mine when I wrote mm-hmm. that bar. So it's just, uh, again, that that randomness that ties in to my life in this project um, to where that worked out that this project is a more or less a winter project and Wolves in the winter, streets out in the, in the summer. My nigga, be safe. Uh, and I do, I do agree. Like this, definitely does feel like one of the, or like kind of like the final track because of well, the beats a lot more mellow. Like it yeah. kind of feels like it's wrapping things up, right? But um, the ball totally fell is still a dope track. <laughs> but we ain't done yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Ball to you, Paul. Um, so I'll get a little sentimental with you here on this track. Um, way back, I was living in Las Vegas and I had my son uh, and he got on a song with me <laughs> when I was first experimenting with recording. And uh, the song is called Get the Game. And he sang like a one minute intro and he's like three years old. <laughs> and uh, just really, really cute, really special. But young me not knowing it was very corny <laughs> like Ugh. so anyway some things happened over the years and i had a separation from my son and so i have a few videos up uh maybe two but just like talking about uh my struggle with that situation and being away from him and um being not uh present in his daily life it, it really impacted my music and a lot of my moves for a number of years. So just a couple of years ago, God worked things out and my son was able to come live with uh, my wife and I. And um, now he's a senior in high school, not to tell my age, but yeah, <laughs> he's a senior in high school and he's been here with us for two years and, and it's just incredible. But being able and I don't advocate for him rapping at all. Like we're big on, on school. We're applying to colleges right now. All this mm-hmm. shit. My son is not, he's not aiming to be a rapper, but um, just being able to bring things full circle and make up for the corniness that I did when he was three. And um, also <laughs> just let, uh, let him know more than anybody else, how special this time has been and his, uh, his impact on my life. Like not not just over the years, but currently it was special for me to put him in that place of here's how this project is about to wrap up. Like, bam, Ali, you're on the very last song. That's dope. Like, 
especially being able to bring it all back from yeah. like basically where you started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um so it was like um if this was my last project ever, which is not because I already got <laughs> I got some other stuff in the works. But if this was my last project, that's how I approached it. How would I want to cap this off and capping it off with my son, you know, being mm-hmm. being on that last song. It, it was just perfect to me. And he, he's rapping his ass off too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um I also really just liked like tying it back in like um the pyramids in Egypt, Australia, and now back, like having at least wanting for both him and your daughter, like to be able to see those sorts of things. Like, yeah, yeah. It sounds like either, well, kind of a mix of you trying to like, like one to like be able to provide for them to go see those things, but also like for them to get to a point where they can do it kind of on their own. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and just to aspire to that because, um, Again, in this culture, we have uh, glorified things that aren't is it, is like setting these kids on a uh, on a hamster wheel. Like you, you're just chasing the same thing over and over. Up oh, is December again. I guess I got to get those elevens. Up, <laughs> oh, what's next? Right. Oh, we got to we got to we got to buy more guns. All right, for sure. It's just this this hamster wheel. But I I just want. And obviously it starts in my household, how I impact, but um, I just want these babies to aspire to more, to want to see more, to want to see and experience the world. And not only that, to to want to impact the world and not just be so surface based. And so that's where those those last bars came from. I just want all of these kids, um, not only my kids, but all these kids just to aspire to more. And so that put the perfect bow on enrichment as well, because I want people, but more so kids to enrich their lives instead of just being so surface based and just so accepting of whatever pop culture tells you is what you're supposed to have, or you, you, you're supposed to want to have. Right. Like have a more, uh, I guess, balanced outlook on life. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, it's necessary because uh, you know the images that we're being uh, that are being forced on us are largely unbalanced. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it, you you know you fall into those uh, those modes of thinking that you're not successful or you're not impactful if you don't have X, Y, and Z, or you're not doing X, Y, and Z, and that's that couldn't be further from the truth. We all have a particular part to play and, you know, we just have to find enjoyment in playing that part and not worrying about what everybody else is doing or mm-hmm. having. Yeah. Cause like a lot of times we, like you said, we only see all the, I guess, material things, Yeah, but um, we don't ever really see like what goes on behind the scenes with that or like what else mm-hmm. is going on in those people's lives. So not like at all having that like at least acknowledging like yo we need to look at more than just that, that exactly that like pretty important you you'll see me with a collection of of rolexes or expensive watches but you don't know how many failed transactions i've had in the midst of that that kept me up right. nights like you know there 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 are way more headaches and downfalls on the way to success than people are shown um so again, 
you know, I just I just want to expand on the notion that we need to place value in some other shit. <laughs> and that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, so that was the last track on the album. Um, regarding like any, I guess, final thoughts on the album, like, um, do you feel like you got what you set out to accomplish across? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely did what I set out to do, which was just put the bars out there and the, um, the intent behind it is definitely there. Um, I'm not using this as a big selling point, but if you notice, I may have said uh, maybe two curse words on the whole project and those are being uh, damn and God damn it. Like I, in my whole time back, I, I rarely use any curse words, which I'm not, I'm not trying to do an old school little Wayne or, or whoever. I, I can't even bring up the rappers. I can't even remember the rappers that, that don't curse, but um. I, I just wanted that to be a thing without it being a thing, without people being able to notice. And I haven't heard anybody really pick up on that, which is hella cool. Like, I yeah. still speak candidly, like, in these interviews and, and personally, I'm still motherfucker shit, you know. <laughs> but just with the products that I'm and the legacy that I'm trying to establish and leave at this point, I just want to X out a lot of unnecessary things. So. You're not going to see me smoking heavy in videos like, I, you know, all mm-hmm. that is I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to make corrections that people can that are tangible and that people can see without me being overtly obnoxious about it. Like, oh, man, I don't do this. I don't do that. No, nah, if you pick up on it, you'll see it. But, um, yeah, again, I, I yeah. To answer that question. Yes, I <laughs> I have. uh done what i set out to do with this one that's dope and uh, i guess uh going off of you like trying to limit curse and like um like how you're portraying yourself is that more just so like um for people who like were to listen to your music i guess like if they're younger or like later on whenever they do end up listening to it like is it kind of um to set a kind of be like a role model sort of thing for it like Hell yeah. No, it's definitely, I'm, I'm definitely on a correction course. Mm. Um, one of my biggest songs um, is a song with Kev and Jay Anthony uh, that D-Lo got on the remix. It's uh, called Can't Do It. Mm. And I'm talking about sliding visas through ass cheeks and just, what? What am I doing? Why? why? Like, right. I love the song still. Like, it's a great song. But again, like, that just points to the anythingness that I was doing and the extreme randomness that I was exhibiting before. So yeah, now I'm for sure on a correction course and just trying to be what I'm talking about. Like I can't, I can't tell people to enrich their lives or be better or try or, or try to be better if I'm not doing it myself. So oh, yeah. With me in, yeah, don't want to be a hypocrite. Fair. <laughs> I mean, you got to do what you can to, <laughs> to work on it, I guess. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's the point, like, just for us to try to be better every day. Again, it's not to be preachy or 
tell people that to be perfect is just to strive for perfection. We'll never be perfect. Right. But, you know, if you're not trying to be better or do better, what the fuck are you doing? Right. You got to try. You got to work on yourself every day. Like, every like day. you said, no one's perfect. <laughs> it's, a, it's a process. Sure. I'm still trying to make the perfect cup of coffee and I, was, I still haven't got it yet. But you think I'm going to stop trying? <laughs> <laughs> that's dope um that that about wraps up all i got um in terms of questions and in terms of the album um are there any other things that you want to promote or bring up as we wrap up uh yeah www.grandnational.com n-a-t-i-o-n-x-l um just uh you know look for d bledsoe wherever you can I don't have a website, but I'm all over the web. Uh, look out for the Agape Elephant on the Room on Christmas by Champ Green. Uh, look out for Ian Kelly's project with Knife Wonder coming out on December 18th. Um, get everything in the back catalog from not only D. Bledsoe, but all of the cast members from Grand National, which I am not about to name here. <laughs> but, <laughs> Uh, if you go to the website, you should be able to find those. Or we have playlists on YouTube, on Spotify. Um, yeah, man, it's it's just a lot of work in the universe. Just catch up. <laughs> yeah, that's what people got to do. Yeah. They, people sleeping on Grand National and the Bay Area in general, like they, they need to catch up, wake up. <laughs> hey, man, you know, we, we're talking enrichment here. You know, it's, it's for you, not us. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Right, well, thank you so much for thank being you. on. I really appreciate it. This was dope. <laughs> the project's dope. Appreciate Everyone, it. make sure you go listen to Project Enrichment. For sure. Lyrics up on Genius. On uh, The lyrics are out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at my review come out uh, Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that one. Um, but yeah, make sure you check out everything Grand National related, everything I mean, make sure you listen to Project Enrichment. Check out that auction if you have the chance. Uh, buy merch. <laughs> you know, support <laughs> your boys. <laughs> yeah, straight up. No, I appreciate you, man. No, bar, thank you. Bar. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you. See you. Yeah. In a minute.